Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon and welcome back to The Food Show. This is 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. My name is Ron, the gourmet waiter. I'm a guest host today, and we have a couple of special guests with us. Wyatt Vaughn. Wyatt is a member of the New Orleans Junior Broadcast Program. And I'm glad to have Wyatt as my wingman. Thank you again for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. We're going to take a caller real quick, and then we're going to welcome in our guest for the second hour, Chef Andrea from Andrea's Restaurant. Anyway, go ahead, Bob. Uh, come on in. Yeah, I heard y'all talking about walks. Uh, I'm a contractor. I built several Chinese restaurants. Those Chinese stoves that they put walks on, they, they, they get so hot they have to run water continuously across the surface of the stove below the walks. And then there's like a ring that comes up, walks its own, and the big gas burners down below. It's amazing how much gas they use. I mean, it's like a jet engine, it seems like. I can only imagine. I'm, I'm sure it's a direct connect to a gas line, and I would oh, yeah. imagine that uh, there's plenty of water on standby. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and the water, if, if the water doesn't run across the stove, the stove would buckle, basically, is what, I, what, what, what I've been told. Wow. So it, it has a continuous stream of water going across. And then, you know, the big walks and a good Chinese chef, you know, they have the, the pot door thing up at the top. Yes. It's amazing just to sit there and watch them do it. You know, they have all this stuff prepped right, you typically right behind them. They reach back there and, you know, grab spoonfuls of this, spoonful of that. And sure. And the walk and throw a little cornstarch and some other stuff. And, you know, yes. In a couple of minutes, they've got a dish made, you know. That's a, they, they want to cook hot and fast, basically. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of barbecue and low and slow. Absolutely. Know? That was why I recommend doing that outdoors. I, I think an easy way to get a good temperature on a walk is just to get a crawfish set up and just go ahead and put your walk on top of that, and then just go ahead and crank it up as high as you want to crank it. But you're not going to need yeah, you're not uh, going to need to uh, to crank it up too high. Anyway, we appreciate you calling in. That's info I didn't know. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bob. We're going to go ahead and uh, bring our special guest in for the second hour of the show. This is Chef Andrea Apuso. Hey, from Andreas. Come on in, Chef. Thank you so much for letting me in. I appreciate it. What a nice pleasure to be with you today. I'm glad that uh, you could be with us. We have Wyatt oh. Vaughn with us. Wyatt's a student of the New Orleans Junior Broadcast Program. So oh, Wyatt's going to be our wingman while we uh, celebrate the second hour and we talk Italian food. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Absolutely. I love, I love to cook. I love to enjoy being around the world and do a different cuisine. And uh, most important things I learned from the um, Luigi Canacina, one of the master chefs, and um, of course the Medici Tuscany, um, mainly uh, in school they teach you the the classical, authentic Italian cuisine. And we have so many regions in Italy, by the way. But most of the time it's been uh, I was very very influential in my restaurant here, Tuscany, uh, Toscana we call uh, Florence, all the area there, Assisi. Um, so many wonderful um, brutes here around the area. There's such a wonderful cuisine. Parma. Uh, we have a, um, 
a major Romagna right there, not far from the same area. There another another wonderful region of cuisine, and uh, then you have Lombardia, and then you have Lazio, and then you have La Campania, where I was born and raised. So it really is a wonderful, bountiful, several different region of Italy. But mainly, I went to school to learn the uh, um, hot cuisine, whole cuisine of Toscana, Tuscany. And uh, I was so glad to come here in New Orleans in 1977. And I worked at the Hotel, as you know, for about seven and a half years, almost eight years. And then I had an opportunity to open Andrea. And um, in 1985, January 85, almost 35 years now, Ron, what a lucky man I've been. And I introduced something very special to New Orleanians that really uh, a great, wonderful, uh, the cuisine doesn't have to be heavy. Um, Italian Italian cuisine, as you know, is, is a, a lot of all fresh ingredients. You know, cut down animal fat, cut down on butter, cut down on whipping cream as much as you can. Just a little bit, of course, everything in moderation. And uh, mostly all fresh herbs, fresh, fresh uh, fish, fresh meat, fresh poultry. And uh, that's what we've been known for. We've been known that uh, um, in 35 years we've been at dress restaurant, one of the best restaurants in the city. Um, but I always um, like to make homemade fresh pasta, as you know. Make everything from scratch. I use only 100% semolina flour still yes. today. And make all the ravioli and the fettuccine and cappellini. Angela Andre with smoked salmon. It's one of our guest favorites. And we have a great caviar here in Louisiana, which I'm very impressed with the Louisiana caviar uh, with a little touch of vodka sauce. And I combine together this wonderful sauce, really outstanding. Uh, but also we do uh, pappardelle, a gnocchi, homemade fresh gnocchi. Sounds great. Um, Chef, let me ask a, a real quick question to Doug, yeah. our producer. Doug, do we have a caller? Okay, come on in, Dave. Uh, you're with Chef Andrea Apuso from Andrea's Restaurant. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Andrea. How you? I, I know you. I used to live in New Orleans. I used to come to your restaurant all the time. And um, and I, my favorite thing in your restaurant was the antipasto bar. Um, oh, what a great dish. What a, I love it. That's one of my favorites. Especially this time of the right. year right now. It's all kinds of fresh vegetable, all seasonal. Uh, right now we have Creole yeah. tomato. I make this wonderful uh, Creole um, dish that uh, it's very simple. Again, it's, you know, the, the, the tomato is so great. You don't need anything on it. Just a little touch of pinch yeah. of salt if you want to. And just eat like that. But I like to do right. a creativity on tomato. It's really wonderful. I'm glad you... Yeah. You know, but then the pasta well, is an escarole, and uh, so many wonderful dishes that you can combine right. together in the pasta. I appreciate it very much. Well, my other thing was I had a good friend. I used to take her there all the time, and she loved the puppy drum. And oh, I yeah. know you still have that. I think you oh, do. Oh, fresh hole. It's went to my door. <laughs> That's one of my favorite fish. I guess yeah. love that. And right now I'm yeah. doing uh, puppy drum with uh, crazy water. Great, great yeah. combination. Uh, very light, no flour. No butter, just a very simple fresh herbs, a uh, little touch of olive oil, and uh, serve with a little touch of fresh tomato and uh, fresh oregano and a little touch of white wine, rest up a stock, yeah. and uh, just serve like that. It's really, uh, I made a fan, I served that last night for the wine dinner, and uh, you talk about everybody raving about the fish, but I usually I use also uh, fresh American rest up, but whatever is fresh, mm-hmm. I love to do in season, of course. Yeah, yeah well, usually when dish. I go there, I. When I go there, usually I just close my eyes, open a menu, and just land on something and order something new every time. And it's always um, good. You know. Well, we'll have to, yeah. I want you to feel at home, Dave. Anytime you come, my home is your home. <laughs> okay, I'll be there back soon. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. This is The Food Show. We have a special guest with us today. This is Chef Andrea Apuso from Andrea's Restaurant in Metairie.
We also have Wyatt Vaughn with us. Wyatt is a student of the New Orleans Junior Broadcast Program, and Wyatt's gonna, got a couple of questions for you, Chef. Absolutely, please. Yeah, so you mentioned you were, uh, grew up in Italy. So what was it like to grow up in Capri, Italy, and how did that impact on how you first learned to cook? Um, I, I, uh, I've been very fortunate all my life, to be honest with you. I've been so lucky. I was born in this beautiful island called Capri, which I think is a paradise. Uh, a lot of my friends go there, uh, customer guests, go to Capri and then come back and says, Andre, we know you're crazy, but now you're not really crazy. How can you leave such a beautiful place and come in? You always misery. Uh, but I I really uh, I love misery. I love New Orleans. I love America. I've been blessed, as you know. Um, very lucky uh, for all these wonderful years. I've been around the world, but uh, what influenced me as a little kid, um, my mother was a great, great uh, first-class lady. Very hardworking woman, and uh, she lost my daddy when she was seven. Uh, I was seven and a half years old, and um, what I did, uh, my daddy before he passed away at 44, he put me to work in a bakery and pastry, which next to, not far from my, not far from my house, about three doors down, and um, we had a, an oven uh, as an old-fashioned in my house because my uncle was a baker, the other uncle was also a baker. Uh, my family, my mother's side, it's been always a hotel restaurant business. So I uh, fell in love with a bakery and pastry, and I enjoyed it so much. I continued my study. I went to uh, learn a lot from my mama. I went to school, hotel school in uh, Capri, graduated from Naples Hotel School in Naples. And uh, what I did, I, I continued my study, and I wanted to leave Italy because I wanted to learn more about cuisine, different uh, cuisine around the world. Uh, especially with uh, North Italian and then French, because we really taught a lot of things in, in, uh, from North Italy to France. And uh, Okay, Chef Andre, I've got a question for you. Yeah. At what age did you leave Italy to travel Europe? I was about 16. Okay. What was 16, that like, traveling Europe, learning hotel? I, I was an ambition. I was very determined that, uh, to leave uh, Italy and go to other countries to learn uh, their um, costumes, uh, their language, and uh, their cuisine. And I, I was by myself all the time, and I enjoyed But I work very hard. I work, work, work. In a, as long as you know, around in Europe, they had, they had no such things all the time when I was growing up. So I was working 15 hours, 18 hours a day. But I was very hungry to learn more and more and more in cooking in a five-star hotel restaurant uh, in, in Europe, or in Switzerland, Germany, and uh, um, really, um, of course, when you're single, as you know, and my languages, I was going to school also, too, and yes. time off to learn the language, um, but I really, uh, I put myself, I push myself over and over every day. I want to better and better and better myself, and that's why I really, I was, uh, I would say, lucky to work in this uh, Fines at establishment, uh, they, they, they really had a wonderful, wonderful, uh, great menu, quality of food. Uh, they were doing ice carving, butter sculpture. They were doing all this grand buffet of, uh, you know, cold kitchen, that unbelievable presentation. And uh, I really enjoyed to learn all these uh, wonderful things that uh, they were doing in the Borivash Palace in Lausanne, Oshi, which is a beautiful canton, uh, the Switzerland uh, side. Uh, and then I was in Basel with another wonderful uh, Kualanov, another five-star hotel. They had a beautiful restaurant, and uh, I learned a lot from, uh, from both sides. 
Uh, so it really, I had a really um, growing up a great, great chefs. Uh, Roger Barbat with uh, one of the French chefs. I learned a lot from him in the uh, Switzerland area in France, and really a wonderful, wonderful way to grow up in Europe. Yes. How many how many countries did you study in? I was at least about five. I was in Mexico also, in Bermuda, and uh, England, you know, through Bermuda. And uh, so then um, I was uh, mostly all over Europe, Germany, France, England. Then I went to Bermuda, and then I came to the United States. But before that, I was also in Mexico. Okay. Acapulco with the Princess Company that I learned a lot of wonderful Spanish uh, dishes and, um, you know, really wonderful. Uh, the Princess has always been one of my favorite hotel career I had in my life besides, you know, European hotels. Yes. Before you came to the United States, when you were cooking at home in Sicily and in, in Europe, what were some of your favorite dishes? I like uh, hearty food, uh, rabbits. Uh, chicken from the farm, you know, because I grew up on a farm, uh, pick olives and uh, make an olive oil with my family, my mama. Um, of course, you know, we had uh, always uh, pigs in in, in our farm. Uh, we had um, everything fresh. Uh, we make our own wine, of course, still today. We make our own wine. And uh, we I like to cook with the wine, white wine, red wine. And a lot of people said, you have to uh, cook with the wine. We don't have to. You can substitute if you like to with stocks or uh, uh, but I like to get a little hint in my in my cuisine that really goes very well with it, uh, the recipe. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the uh, the hearty food, the fresh fish. Uh, as you know, uh, I always loved fish as a little kid. We have schmelz in Italy, in Capri, was more raised snapper, squid, mussels, and clams. Um, we have so much a bountiful of fish, as you know. So growing up in all over the area there, um, I enjoyed my mainly cooking fish. But also when I went to Tuscany, uh, we have a lot of meat there. You know, I like to cook uh, quail, and I like to cook um, the duck and uh, uh, pheasants and uh, venison. So in, in time and season. So I really had a, a all surrounded by myself to a different part of the um, cooking and a different part of the... As much as you're going to learn, you learn in, in different things of the seasonal, of course. Uh, to me, everything has got to be fresh. Um, um, today, as you know, we have plums. So I did a, a nice, wonderful rotisserie duck on the, on the rotisserie with the fresh plum. These plums are wonderful. This in season, I make a wonderful plum sauce, and that's why I've been cooking now since I grew up. All the whatever is fresh in the earth on the sea, and um, I like to create. I like to put uh, things together. As you know, I have to run. I have three cookbooks that I'm very proud of it, and uh, one of the best books has been written. Tom Fitzmaurice wrote me a book. The first one, and I actually like to do everything fresh from from scratch, and I like to create because, as you know, cooking is love, it's passion. Yes, it's a I know that you are. Uh, I know that you're real yeah. big on fresh, and I want to get back to that in just one moment. True. So we're at 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Food Show. We're at 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. We've got a special guest with us today. Two special guests, actually, Wyatt Vaughn from the New Orleans Junior Journalism Program, and we have Chef Andrea Apuso from Andrea's Restaurant. Chef, Wyatt's got a couple of questions for you. Yeah, yeah so, Chef, I was very interested. Uh, you mentioned some meals that you had back in Italy when you were a kid. What were some of your memorable meals of your childhood? One of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite things, um, I grew up in a family of six. 
my mama used to cook, and uh, she always loved to do um, on the weekend mostly uh, rabbit. And uh, we have a farm, as you know, I told you mentioned earlier, and she was could describe it. Uh, we call cacciatore style, and that's one of my favorite things. Um, growing up, that she was cooking for us, and I learned to cook from her. And uh, that's why really one of my favorite meal beside on the appetizer. She always cooked for me um, this pasta fagioli soup. It's a cannellini beans. And it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, soup. And uh, I've been, of course, keeping all my life, uh, all the, around the world I've been doing it after uh, I learned from her. Um, and then for the uh, for the desserts, she was making castagnaccio. Castagnaccio is a, a wonderful, like almost a chocolate, chocolate um Dessert and uh, with the pine nuts and uh, because we have a lot of uh, pine tree there and uh, uh, that's one one of my favorite. Uh, she used also use uh, the chestnuts. We have a lot of chestnut there for dessert. Uh, a nice, wonderful chestnut cake included with uh, the uh, chocolate uh, mousse cake. Um, it's a lot of memory that I really enjoyed the um, uh, growing up farm. Like you know, we used to uh, grow pigs and. Uh, cows and uh as you know we eat everything we don't throw anything away and uh talk about you know wonderful one of my favorite things to eat tripes and uh as a little kid growing up that's one of my favorite favorite dish and i go here for several guests here and some people say oh we don't get about tripe but uh it's a very delicate uh items if you want to look at it and um, enjoy that the other things i enjoy growing up eating it's a sweet bread yeah, that and, sounds great, uh, Chef. So, yeah. what what brought you to the U.S. back when you were about sixteen? Mostly as a little kid. It's a long story, and I know we agree with so much uh, very limited time. Uh, as a little kid, you know, uh, Capri's got a lot of tourists, mostly a lot of Americans, and uh, I was pick up some flowers as a little seven, eight years old kid, and I was given to this young lady, beautifully tall, red hair, and she was from California. She would give me a dollar. So I went home one day and said, Mama, I'm going to America one day. She said, come over here, young boy. Come close. Bah! She slapped me in the big And I gave her a dollar. I said, look, Mom, what I got a dollar. So anyway, as a little kid, I want to come to North America. Um, I've been, uh, I always wanted to travel the world, but my ultimate goal to work North America. I was in South America. I was in Argentina, too, because I have an uncle there. He's got a beautiful restaurant in Buenos Aires. But uh, I went in Buenos Aires, but I said, Uncle, I want to go to North America. So I came to 1975. I opened the Omni International Hotel Atlanta, where I met Tom Fitzmaurice there. I was in charge of the Bugatti restaurant. But what I gave, what it, what, it, what it meant to me a lot is that America dream. You know, I was told as a little kid, uh, the War One, War Two, that America was the greatest country in the world to come to and to explore and be successful. As long as you work hard. Uh, and I came all legal. I had a visa green card from the Omni International Hotel, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, my dream come true. Uh, the people were very nice to me. Uh, my English was terrible. Even probably today, my English is not that great. But um, I, uh, my dream came true when I came in 1975. So very friendly, Atlanta, Georgia. Wonderful uh, opportunity for me to show off my talent. And uh, let me tell you one thing. What I, what I really experienced was unbelievable. We started with the restaurant, opened the restaurant with 30. 35 people reservation. After three months, we had 600 reservation. You had to make way in advance to come in our restaurant, Bugatti restaurant in the Omni Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. So it was very fun. And then I understood, really understood the American people really love good Italian food. And that's what we did, you know, give it to um, 
the the people, and uh, I really en- enjoy myself. Say, well, I was hard work, as you know, uh, eighteen hours a day when you open a restaurant, hotel. Uh, but I said, wow, what a what a wonderful opportunity for me. And uh, all from then on, I, and, um, I went up and up and up through the roof because when I came to New Orleans, I came to the Ziggler Chef at the Orleans Hotel. I was in Atlanta for two years, and they offered me a job to come in New Orleans in 1977. And I accepted it, and as a Ziggler Chef, and from three stars, I made four stars. And then we did the fifth star. And it really, I, I, I made the Orleans Hotel uh, proud of it, uh, myself and the hotel, too, because I, I got all the awards any Ziggler chef, a chef can uh, really enjoy for the career, the hard work, labor that did all. Because I've been cooking since I was seven years old, so can imagine sixty years in a kitchen today. But um, absolutely, it's a really I've got a question a for you, chef. Way to shop, you know? Okay, Horst Schulz had an influence on you. Could you tell everyone what that was? Which I'm sorry, Horst Schulz. Oh yeah, what a fine gentleman! What a beautiful person. He's the one that really. Uh, brought me to the United States and uh, gave me the opportunity to learn and to to uh, follow the the footsteps of a, a very great career. What we European also uh, we follow in, in the hotels. Very very uh, great, one of the greatest uh, hotelier besides Archie Gasparian I met in my life here in New Orleans. Archie was Gasparian from Arnold's uh, used to the Rolls, and that's the first time I met him. What a fine gentleman! Uh, very wonderful people. Really. Um, indicts me to do better and better and better in my career and, and professionalism in the five-star dining and uh, service. And he, I know he run you in the front of the house, and you've been always a great, great, uh, great gourmet uh, waiters and fine dining. Uh, you appreciate it when these people really, they, they, they're hard, they're tough to work for. Yes. But they show you um, what the fine dining, they, they show you the five-stars, uh, of everything that the hotel restaurant should have. There's and, a and book in front of me right now, which is uh-huh. your cookbook. It's La Cucina yeah. de Andreas. Okay. <laughs> and in the foreword, there's a comment about someone named uh, Horst and also Roberto. But I think Horst Schultz told you something about service. And it was about this is ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Uh, he, he's one of, one of the finest hoteliers. Um, Overall, back in front of the house, um, he's been traveled the world. He's he, has, he worked all in the five five stars hotel. He was one of the most uh, VP from the uh, Ritz Carlton and uh, of course many other chain uh, five five star restaurant hotel in the world. And they taught me a lot of things. So and Roberto, that's why I met Roberto at the uh, Ritz Carlton in Atlanta, Georgia, because they offered me a job. And that's why Andrea was born, yes. because uh, we uh, had the opportunity to. I was going to go to Laguna Niguel in uh, in uh, South Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, Roberto says, Andrea, that's what you're going to do. I say, Well, I like to do my own place, but I need a partner. And long story makes it very short. He said, I'm going to be your partner. My daddy put the money up, and that's when we found the landing building here at uh, uh, 3100 19th Street. Yes, there's which a was story. ATN. There's a, story, there's a story behind that. I, I think that there was an initial offer, and then uh-huh. I think that someone else came in. Uh, was that your dad? My uncle. Your uncle. uncle okay, Mello, could you yeah. tell us that story about, about how you ended up acquiring the building? Well, my uncle says, you know, stay on a $2 million. <laughs> Don't go over $2 million. So at that time, I was uh, looking at uh, buying Broussard. 
and uh, the Brussels was two point four million. And uh, he says, Andrea, I told you, you know, stay underneath two million dollars. We can't afford it, uh, only two. So, I, and I had to look around, look around, look around. And when I find this property, I love, I love with me, Roberto, I love this property, this location. I mean, I've been here for two and a half years, 35 almost now. And um, I, we told the uncle, and the uncle says, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, sure. So he came and flew over. And, um, of course, he sent me the money first <laughs> to buy the property. And sure. uh, he's really fine. We've been very fortunate to be here. Uh, the American Dream. Um, I really believe that, and I would like to share with uh, your your guest, the barn, that is a young man. And uh, if you work hard, love what you do, uh, never there you work of your life, uh, you can go up to the moon. This country give it to you, uh, to all of us. If you work hard, honest, love people, respect people, and believe in God, of course, you have to believe yourself too. Absolutely. And, One, uh, moment, you can really grow. Yeah. One moment, Chef. One moment. We're listening to The Food Show. This is 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. We'd love for you to call in. We have a special guest on the radio today. This is Chef Andrea Apuso from Capri, Italy, and he is the owner of a very successful Italian restaurant. He's also the recipient of many numerous national and international awards. We'd love for you to talk to him. His number here is 504-260-6368. Now, Chef Andrea, thank you again for being with us. I believe that Wyatt Vaughn has a question for you. Yes, please yeah, so, do, Chef, I was wondering, what influenced the original menu when you first opened the restaurant? Uh, yes. Uh, what what was very important to us was that um, there were some good retiring restaurant here for a while before us, and we didn't see or feel that it was a really the classical uh, cuisine of Italy represented well in New Orleans. So we came up with this North Italian cuisine that we well, I learned in school uh, from the Medici and from the Luigi Ganacina and being in school to um, finest. Uh, you know, i give you an example, and, and I don't want to write this too much, or I don't, I don't want to offend anybody either. What, well, we we don't put sugar in a tomato sauce. We don't. We, we call tomato sauce, we don't call gravy. And what happened when I came here, we, we find that a lot of people call gravy. Which is, you know, uh, if if that's the one to cook at home, it's fine. It's for the for the home home use. But as a classical uh, Italian chef, it's classical, uh, a fine dining, or um, but even a trattoria, even even an osteria, even a locanda, we call. You know, we don't put sugar in a tomato. We don't put bell pepper in a tomato. We don't put um, uh, stuff that uh, you know uh, make a uh, flour and uh, sugar to tight. Uh, so it's really uh, the Italian cuisine, what I learned, what I learned to make sure what give it to New, New Orleanians and the Americans, um, and even the Italian, a lot of the Italian come up here says, oh my God, the food is so good here. I, I you know, the, when I cook this veal chop, you know, it's simple like a bone and veal chop on top of the grill, a little light sauce, uh, it's so delicious. So you don't have to complicate it. Italian cuisine is very, very um, simple, unique. Simple and straightforward, and uh, I think you like yeah. fresh. Exactly. And uh, when I came to and, and see this uh, restaurant they were doing, um, you know, the stuff, I said, wait a minute, I mean, that's fine. If they want to do that, that's okay. But I'm going to do my own thing. Everything fresh. Fresh speckled trout, we get us from Tomador. Uh, every, every fresh, you know, even the calamari, you know. Clean the whole fresh calamari myself. The shrimps. And uh, so, and the crab meat. I made this wonderful uh, dishes with crawfish. I mean, so I combined a lot of wonderful local uh, ingredients with Italian, 
and I'm still having that today. Uh, but I want classical, you know, porcini mushroom ravioli. That's one of our guests' favorite. The engineer yes. that I mentioned earlier. We're going to be so right back with like- Chef Andrea Apuso. This is 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. Welcome back to the food show, everyone. We're at 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. We'd love for you to call in. We've got a special guest with us today. We've actually got two special guests. Chef Andrea Apuso from Andrea's Restaurant in Metairie is with us. We also have Wyatt Vaughn from the New Orleans Junior Journalism Program. Please call us with any questions or comments. It's 504-260-6368. We'd love to hear from you. Wyatt's got a question for you, Chef. Yes, please. Absolutely. So you were talking about some of your dishes at the restaurant. So what would you say are your most popular dishes that you sell the most? One of our guests' favorite, favorite, which is a classical veal shank, hein shank, ossobuco milanese. This is a very wonderful, uh, a great dish that a lot of people, they say, um, oh, you do with the red gravy? That's another thing, you see. So what happened, they've been used to for a long, long time, and the red gravy, we don't cook red gravy. We do a nice, wonderful, and a brown sauce. The classical way, if you go to Milano, um, which is a wonderful, wonderful city, this recipe comes from the area. We take the whole high vien shank, and we do prepare that the classical way it's supposed to be. Braise it in own juice, and then we put cremolata on top, and then we serve with the risotto. Our boya rice is our boya import from Italy, from Piemonte, which is one of the third, fourth largest country in the world to produce rice. This wonderful, short, and fat rice, and we call risotto our rice, our boya rice. And then we, we put together with saffron with a little touch of white wine. We cook it for about 10, 12 minutes, a little touch of Parmesan cheese on the end. It's such a great dish. And the other one, which I think that um, I guess really enjoys here, is the white veal. I, I deboned my own veal. I bought it with veal legs whole. Still today, I'm, I'm a good butcher also because I, t- I had to learn as a little kid, you know, either in my farm with my family or at the school when I went to all this hotel because all the butchers was made in-house. And I still today butcher my own veal leg bone-in. And um, I make some wonderful scallopini. And there you get the classical Saltin Bocala Romana. You have a, a white veal scallopini, a marsala, of course, and the piccata. One guest come here today, just a lunch today, just happened about two hours ago. The gentleman says, I've been here for so many years. Today we celebrate our 59 years anniversary, and we want to come back here because we love your restaurant, because your veal piccata is the best. So what happened is it's very simple. Use fresh ingredients. Um, the veal leg comes here fresh. I debone my veal leg. I made some beautiful veal scallopini. And of course, you know, know you know how to you have to know how to cook very quick because you don't want to cook the uh, overcook the veal because you overcook the veal, it get tough on you. But once you pound very thin, pinch your certain skillet, touch olive oil, and then you take them out on time. In the same skillet, put a little touch of white wine, lemon juice, let it reduce down a little bit, then take them off the stove. Put a melting butter in there, salt and pepper, pinch salt and pepper, and it's very simple. Put it on top of the veal, and uh, if last minute put a touch of capers on it if you like. And uh, it's so delicious. And again, it's very simple. It, it, it's yeah, that too, sounds great, Chef. Yeah, so, really what would you say is your favorite dish to cook? Um, I love to cook a lot. That's, I, I have to a question run so many times. But um, if, if I had to give, say, what one, I will do fish. Uh, one of my favorite fish I, I mentioned earlier, which I'm going to have this on this coming Thursday. I have a wonderful wine dinner, by the way, um, Ron. You should be my guest. Come over and join us. It's this Thursday, um, 6.30 for cocktail. 
And we're going to start with a wonderful Frutti di Mare Portofino. I love that. It's a wonderful um, marinated um, poached and very lightly of the shrimps and uh, the squid, and then with mussels and clams, scallops, and uh, let's touch extra virgin olive oil, white wine, fresh herbs. That was served as an appetizer because it's so hot out there. Now, as you know, we have the best potato in the world here. We have a hot hot potato, and I made this wonderful gnocchi, and it'd be gnocchi pesto. Gnocchi's and popular. Great, oh, it's wonderful. Then for the entree, here we go. I love to cook American Red Snapper Aqua Pazza. American Red Snapper to me is one of my favorite, favorite, we call it in Italy where I grew up in, in Capri, around the Naples Bay and Sorrento. Uh, we call the La Trilla. La Trilla uh, is like a Le Rouge in French. It's a very, very, uh, a little bit smaller than the Red Snapper here, the American Red Snapper. It's a very delicate flash of meat. Very, we, we buy whole, of course. We check the eyes and check the gills. And we fill our own fish. That's another thing. It's fresh. It's never been frozen. And, and that's why I think when you put it to the table, that, that wonderful uh, plate, uh, it jumps in you. So fresh. You know, so yeah, that sounds great, Chef. It. Tell us about and your rotisserie, serve, and what do you like to cook with it? A rotisserie? Yes, yes. I do this wonderful duck, Long Island duckling. Uh, I let them, I let them uh, go there for about three and a half hours, four hours, slowly, slowly, slowly. And then when I cut, uh, when I take the duck off out to the twistery, I cut them in half, debone a little bit, semi-debone. And then, of course, I make several different sauces. Now I make the sauce, uh, but a month ago was the fresh Louisiana strawberry, uh, Ponchatoula strawberry. Now it's uh, the plum, because plum is season. And I make a nice, wonderful plum sauce with uh, really, uh, uh, Tom says, that was the best duck he ever had anywhere in his life. And he was about three, three days ago here, four days ago. Uh, Amy and Marion really love this duck. But this uh, um, wonderful, I do a uh, wonderful primary on the rotisserie. I put chicken in the rotisserie. I put lame rotisserie. I put a wonderful whole fish in the rotisserie. Uh, Brian, if you allow me to, uh, one second, uh, one minute, uh, for this wine dinner on Thursday, I have a fresh rabbit contadino. That's a nice, wonderful, I love rabbit. I mentioned that, you know, we have this uh, going on um, every month for the wine dinner. And okay. then the other one is a, a wonderful beef tenderloin. And then for desserts, the Dolce Vita, which I served this in, in season again, is a fresh pitch over mascarpone sauce. It's a really great. That's a dinner that I'm doing on Thursday, this coming okay. Thursday. How can the, the guests guest find out about this, and how can they, how can they contact you? They can call uh, Andreas Restaurant, or they can go on our website, you know, the www.nolandrea.com. Uh, uh, com. They, they can find it in our website. And the phone number? It's uh, Andre. It's 834-8583. Andre's Restaurant, 3119th Street, located okay. in Metairie. And uh, we'd love to have you. Please join us or run if you can. Okay. Wyatt's, I, I, I'll get back to you with that. Wyatt's got a question for you, Chef. Sure. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about your Capri Blue Bar uh, because you do get quite busy sometimes, that place where, you know, people can go and hang out while they're waiting for their table. Yes, and also we have a live music. Uh, that's one of the best things I've done uh, since I've been here in 35 years. Um, uh, there was a, a wonderful uh, idea that I was, as a little kid, I love music. As you know, it's my other hobby. Um, and I made this beautiful piano bar. And uh, people can have a small plate there, a lunch and dinner. Uh, super salad, a little dessert at nighttime with a little live music. We have live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
And uh, it's a wonderful occasion to meet your girlfriend, wife, friends, um, before or after dinner. Uh, we love to have plenty of parking, by the way. Well lighted. And uh, a lot of great musicians come here on the weekend to enjoy themselves. And the people really enjoy it. They can dance. By the way, um, we packed on the weekend for uh, a night cap. There's really people like that. But the musicians are very good, very nice people. Uh, like creme de la creme. And... Uh, and I sit in the back in the bar in the corner run, and I see the guests enjoy themselves, laughing, dancing. I say, God, what a wonderful person, great America. What, what I've been blessed, really. I say, thank you, God, for giving me this opportunity to see what my achievement I did in life, you know? so Absolutely. And Wyatt's I, got a question for you, Chef, if yeah. you will. Yeah, so what are, what are your hours of operation, and how many days a week are you open, Chef? We open for lunch and dinner every day, um, seven days a week. We have a, another thing is the reason I like consistency because there's a lot of banquet space. Uh, we do a lot of uh, rehearsal dinner, wedding receptions. We do uh, breakfast for private rooms, uh, private party. We do uh, lunch for so, several uh, different companies. So it's really I want to keep it consistent. We open seven day lunch and dinner uh, weekend. Uh, we open from 11 to 9. During the week, and the weekend we close at 10 o'clock. Last uh, reservation, 10 o'clock. But we keep the bar open until 11 o'clock. If somebody comes, oh, I want something to eat. Can I get something to eat at 11 o'clock p.m.? Yes, you can. So because we, the bar is open, we're fishing, playing, people dancing. Okay. So, you know, the pizza oven is on. We do the, one of the best pizza in the city. I guess loves our pizza, and um, we do a lot of different small plates in the Cabbie Brew Lounge. So we could open until late in the, uh, in the evening, in the weekend especially. Yeah, so I've got a question for you about your wine list. Yeah. Tell us how the wine list got put together, and if you would, please tell us some of the stars of your wine list, in your opinion. Tell us some of the great wines that you serve. We oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, we, 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 we won uh, several glasses from the uh, International Wine uh, Society. Uh, we, we really enjoy um, to have the, some of the finest wine around the world. I don't just look at the Italian wine, but I saw um, different wine around the world. But when we put the wine list together with my cousin, Roberto, he was my manager, my, my cousin, my partner, we look at the Antinori, you know, uh, some of the finest uh, pioneer in the world. Pierre Antinori started making wine in 1200. Uh, we went to um, Angelo Gaia uh, from Piedmont. They do a wonderful uh, Barbaresco, uh, Barbea d'Alba. Uh, which uh, is wonderful, wonderful, great wine from north part of Italy. We have a uh, Frescobaldi. We have Bamfi. We have uh, really the highest lights of the wine from uh, German, you know, from north part of Italy, from uh, Frulli, Frulli, Venezia, Giulia. So we combine nice. I would say about seventy-five to eighty percent highlights of the best wine, the Italian, Italian wine. But also we have French wine. A lot of French wine, as you know, I was in France. A lot of French. Bordeaux, Burgundy, and uh, we have some of the great wine there. But so I like Ch- Chilean wine. I like Australian wine. I like uh, so really. I, I've been. I was very flexible to make my guests very, very pleased with the same with, same with the menu. I, you, you, I like to give variety, and I know also my philosophy is like this, Ron. You know, and probably you know too. The wine doesn't have to be expensive to be good. Yes. So um, I like good wines, um, but you find some reasonable wine that. You don't have to spend like you know more than thirty or forty dollars. You find a good bottle of wine, and we have this in our wine in our wine list because I want you know I say um, a young young man with a girlfriend or to get married, they want to go and enjoy themselves out for the first day, second day, whatever they want to get engaged. 
You don't have to uh, charge eighteen dollar, twenty dollar bottle of wine. You don't have to be, uh, you know, hundred dollar bottle of wine. Absolutely. I've got a question for you about the wine. Yeah. Yeah. How many wines are available by the glass? And are you making your own wine? Yes, I do. Um, I was very lucky. My grand, 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 grandparents, uh, and then to me today, I make this wonderful white wine. It's called Falangina, and uh, they come from my backyard in Italy, in Capriano, Capriano, where I was born and raised. I got about uh, several uh, acres of land. And uh, I make the Ayanico, which is red wine, which I guess really loves it. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful, great um, uh, flavor. It reminds you a little bit of the Pinot Noir uh, in between is Shiraz and Pinot, but really the guests really enjoy this wonderful red wine, which I do. It's called a Yannico. It's made with 100% Piedi Rosso. And this grapes only grows in the Campania region, which is a um, volcanic soil. And uh, I was very lucky enough that I find a company that can transport the wine here, import the wine here in, in, uh, in America, and, uh, of course, through Republic. Uh, the wine uh, company here we have in our wine list. So I'm very, very, that's another dream of myself. Yes. I have quite a few dreams I've achieved in my life, so that's why I said I've been very fortunate and lucky enough. So how many wines are available by the glass? I would say uh, you have a minimum, I would say about 25 to 30 different, between wine and red, you have about 30 different okay. wines. Yes. Because I like to give something a little bit to everybody, pilot. A uh, Pinot Noir, you have a... Uh, uh, sure. Several, yeah. The reason why I was asking how many you have sure. by the glass was because I used to be a server at a wine bar, and I, I, would yes. tell my, I would tell my guests this. If you're considering a bottle, what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to really focus on the wines that we have by the glass. The yeah. reason why is because if I, as your server, go to the bar and I ask them for a small sample, it's easy to do if we serve it by the glass because the bottle's open. Yeah. And then now you get a sample of what you're going to be selecting by the bottle. I agree with you. Yeah. You're, 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 not, you're not blind guessing. I mean, you've got a pretty good idea, and if you know your wines and if you know the label because you've had it before, that's great. But if you're like right. me, someone who's adventurous and wanting to try something new, I always yeah. recommended them focusing on the by the glass, even though you're going to get it by the bottle. That sure. way I can bring you a little sample, and you're going to, that, and you're going to know what you're getting. I agree, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, the, the wine, wonderful. the wines that you're making yourself. How many different wines do you have? How many whites and how many reds do you make? I usually uh, depends on the season. Every year is different. You know, it depends sure. on the, uh, the sun, the, the the rain, and then of course, you know, the most important is the person who prunes the the the, the vines. Uh, I, we do about between five and six hundred of uh, Falangina white wine bottle, yes, and between seven hundred to eight hundred of the uh, red wine Ayanico, and uh, mostly and at a given time, same sense, some depends on the year, the sun, the humidity, and the, the rain, and um, you know, so the the pruning is very important. That the guy who does the pruning has to know what he's doing when he prunes the the, the 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 vine. You know, very important. Definitely. When did you start making uh, your own wine? Well, we go back. <laughs> we go back like I would say between eighteen twenty generation. But uh, I took over the land in about uh, eighteen years ago uh, from my brother and my sister. I bought some more land from them. And I paid them off, and uh, they, they they decided to not to fool around with anymore on the land. So uh, since I like the farming, I grew up in a farm, and uh, I kept more. So I I, I put more investment. And uh, took the old vines out. I put new vines, and um, it's really 
uh, I would say between 18, uh, 18, 20 years, um, it's uh, wonderful that uh, I, uh, there's another dream I wanted to do it. I'd say I'm, one day I'm going to do my own wine, so I'm very proud of it. Great. Because my friends love it. They buy it by the cases. I'm sure. So <laughs> Once I run out or not, you know, it, it's like 86. You know, 86. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got yeah. one more thing real quick. We're yeah. listening to Chef Andrea Apuso from Andrea's Restaurant in Metairie. We'd love for you to call in and speak directly with Chef. The number here is 504-260-6368. We've got about four minutes left, so we definitely have time for a phone call. Anyway, back to uh, wine, Chef. Yes. No, okay. I enjoy it. Um, so you've been growing wine for about 20 years approximately. My, my, other, my follow-up is... Beside my family, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. When did you start selling wine in the restaurant, and can we come in and just do a commercial purchase of a bottle of wine? Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, quite a few people do. Uh, unfortunately, I run out of my white wine falangina. You know, people love that. It's like the quantity is really limited. So the five and a bottle, they're gone. So I have about, uh, I would say about a case left of red, a Yannicka left. Uh, the new shipment should be in sometime between now and September from last year's vineyard, the, 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 the crop we did. So, um, and I'm going back again this year, uh, end, end of August again, every year, to harvest this year for the following year. So, um and uh, every time that uh, we have that, uh, as you know, people like, and I give also other friends a gift. And uh, so it's really a pressure that uh, um, I'm so fortunate that have this wonderful homemade wine from my vineyards in Capri and to bring here to the United States in my restaurant. And um, But it really is a wonderful, uh, I, I wish I, I could have some more white wine, but the white wine is gone, but I still have some, maybe uh, a case or two left of the red wine. And once they're gone, they're gone. So I'm waiting for the new shipment coming in sometime in the, uh, July, beginning of, I would say between July and for beginning of September, she'll have the new one coming in from last year. Okay, I've got a question for you real quick. Tell us about Nocello. Nocello is a, uh, that's another thing I brought here, uh, we brought it when we opened Andreas restaurant 34 years ago. It's a walnut liqueur. Uh, nobody knew it before. And uh, we started giving it as a guest, as a complimentary after the drink. And people say, what is this? What is this? All of a sudden, all the stores in New Orleans, they care, Nocello. It's a walnut liquor. It's very pleasant. It's not overpowering. You can drink straight up by, by, by himself. You can put ice in it. You can put a touch of milk in it, uh, whipping cream. You can put it in your coffee, if you like. Some people do that. Uh, but it's a very pleasant, it's a beautiful ladies' drink, but I call it Nocello because ladies fall in love with this bottle because the bottle is so cute. Um, Not uh, just the ladies. Now, the thing I'll say about Nocello, and the reason why I asked was because I uh wanted to make sure everybody understood. And I'm going to say this, and I mean it. Nocello is the finest after-dinner drink I've ever had, and it's not even close. It's spelled N-O-C-E-L-L-O. Correct. It's very, very true, Ron. And uh, I was very proud to be bringing you on. Of course, you know, as you know, New York... San Francisco, Chicago, there are so many uh, wonderful Italian restaurants. I'm sure they brought them there before uh, with it here in New Orleans, but uh, in America, because there's a lot of different, uh, wonderful other drinks. I was in New Orleans uh, in 1977, 78. I invited my neighbor over, and I served Sambuca for the uh, after-dessert drink. And the gentleman was 48, 50 years old. He says, what is this? I said, Sambuca, Sambuca. Oh, my God, I love that. Can I, what I get a ball? What I get a ball? 
So it's all about, you know, bring something to the table, yes. show the guests, uh, you know, teaching, you know, uh, sharing, loving, and that's one of the things our job is. It's Absolutely. All about caring. Unfortunately, Chef, uh, we're at the end of the show. Yeah, I want to thank you, you very much for coming on. We Byrne. certainly I appreciate, appreciate being with you, too. Thank you, Byrne. You're welcome. We want to thank, thank you, Doug Christian, our producer. Want to chef or thank Chef Andrea Apuso of Andreas. Most thank importantly, you. our valued callers, Wyatt Vaughn from the New Orleans Journalism Program, and most importantly, Tom and Marianne Fitzmorris for letting me come on the show and be the guest host once again. It's been my pleasure. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Have a great dinner, and we'll be seeing you soon. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.